from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Folklife Today. I'm John Fenn, the Head of Research and Programs at the American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress. I'm being joined by my usual co-host, Steve Winnick, who is a folklife specialist at the Center and the creator of the Folklife Today blog and podcast. That's right. And as summer has just ended, so our annual Homegrown Concert Series is also coming to a close. So we thought we'd take a look back at this year's 2021 Homegrown at Home Concert Series, which we've had great fun producing. And speaking of producing, we're being joined right now by Thea Austin, who is the producer of the series, and a little later by our two Bardis interns, whose internships were funded by our late colleague and friend, Peter Bardis. Indeed, and it's such a great way to honor his legacy and also include our interns. Um, But for right now, let's all welcome the American Folklife Center's public events coordinator, who makes all of our programs happen, Thea Austin. Hello. I'm very happy to be here talking with you guys today. It's always great to have you on the podcast, Thea. So um, this is the second year that we have proceeded with a pandemic version of the Homegrown Concert Series. How do these concerts differ from what we usually offer on site through the Homegrown Series? Well, you know, we, we always love to have artists visit the library, sing in historic Coolidge Auditorium with incredible acoustics, visit the AFC collections, which are amazing um, and so inspiring to a lot of musicians, both both amateur and professional. But we haven't been able to do that. Um, but we have wanted to continue to support musicians in this very difficult time when a lot of people have lost gigs and, and certainly a lot of a lot of money supporting their their lives. Um, So that's something that was very important to us to continue to give support. We also were able to ask them to give us a sense of place and cultural context for the music they sing. On a proscenium stage, you're, you're limited to, you know, that particular setting and words that can paint pictures and describe some of the context for these songs. But with videos, in some of these places, we've been able to get, um, you know, clips of the scenery, play, you know, images of Corsica, images of Georgia. Um, and it, it gives us um, cultural context to get a sense of where this music comes from. And it's it's so enriching. It's, it's very, very interesting. And audiences have really responded to it, I think. Yeah, you mentioned those concerts that have shots of the scenery, and we've we've actually got drone footage, as you said, of of Corsica and of Georgia and some of Wales as well for the concert by Vrie, which is a great concert in our mm-hmm. series. So I'll just remind folks that we're calling these homegrown at home because we hope that you'll feel at home watching musicians who feel at home. We knew the musicians weren't always recording their videos at their specific homes but it's a place where they feel at home. So Thea, what was the process like booking these concerts and working with the artists to get them done? Well, you know, a lot of it has to be electronically, Zoom meetings, um, working with partners. We worked with the Finnish embassy to to present two of our our Finnish artists, uh, which by the way, also had great um, footage of Finland, very cold, really gives you a sense of um, both... uh, the Sami homeland. We had a Sami artist and um, and 
winter in Finland. So we worked with with partners. We also it's 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 unfortunate that we can't actually meet people in person, but by constant communication, it feels like we've gotten to know them and we look forward to a time when hopefully we can actually meet some of these folks in person. So constant communication is really is really the key. Indeed. And as for the logistics for the viewer, um, the concerts premiere on our Facebook page every other Wednesday at noon. Uh, at the same time, they go live on the concert pages of LOC.gov and on the library's YouTube channel. So viewers can watch them in any of those places starting noon on the concert day or afterwards. But the advantage of catching the premiere is that the artists are often there in the chat to um, greet the audience, to answer questions, and just to, to learn more about each other. Now, to catch that, go to facebook.com slash American Folklife Center, all one word. And then you look for the top post, which should say AFC plans to go live. Um, and at noon on a given Wednesday, a button would appear that says watch live, and then a viewer would click it. Um, but the great thing, again, is that once it airs, it's it's live forever on the web and YouTube. Um, so to catch all of the past concerts, just go to loc.gov concerts folklife, where you can find the 2021 and the 2020 seasons. You know, I also want to just give a shout out to all of the colleagues that have helped us, um, other producers, other friends who've recommended artists, uh, Folk Alliance International. We went to a conference and saw, a, a, you know, several performers there. So all of these people, you know, it does take a village <laughs> to put together a series. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of those people were really, really helpful and uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So which of these concerts have most stood out for you, Thea, and, and why? Oh, gosh. You know, it is so hard. I love them all. I, I have to say that um, many of them have brought me to tears. One in particular that comes to mind is the Bulgarian concert featuring one of absolutely the greatest living traditional singers today in Bulgaria, Nelly Andreeva. Again, she's one of these professional, these traditional singers who didn't get any support during the pandemic, which you know was pretty tough there. Um, she has done an enormous amount to teach younger women to sing in the in the traditional styles of Bulgaria. She herself is from the Rhodopes, which is the southern part of Bulgaria, southern near the south border, uh, one of the only areas of. Bulgaria, which during the 500 years of Ottoman Empire was actually forced to convert to Islam. And so the the singing styles and the costumes and the food, they're all a little bit different. They're absolutely beautiful music. And she sings, she sings, of course, in the style of the Rhodops, having studied with not only learning songs from her mother and grandmother and other family members, but studying with um, the Kushlevi sisters, who are some of the greatest um wrote up singers of the 20th century. That's a great choice, Thea. So let's hear a clip from that concert.
Once again, that was a song from Nelly Andreeva's Homegrown at Home 2021 concert. Thea, tell us a little more about some of the concerts that stood out for you. Well, of course, the music of the country of Georgia is amazing. We had two concerts, a men's group and a women's group. The, the singing traditions for men and women are a little bit different, although now in the 20th and 21st century, they're, they're becoming, they're sharing songs more between between genders and also singing together. Um, but there's a, a particular song in the women's and one of the women's um, uh, choices where they're singing about how hard life is in the village. And a young woman has a very difficult marriage and life is hard in the village. And she, she throws herself in the river and drowns and her husband is so distraught that he, he follows her. And the, the village mourns this. And that setting is, is just unbelievably moving. Um, but there's so many. The Corsican music is incredibly moving as well. I think the Shaker concert was very special because it presented an American composer. We don't typically work with composers, but this he's, he's very special. Kevin Siegfried has worked very closely with the last active Shaker community at Sabbath Day Lake in Gloucester, Maine, uh, Brother Arnold in particular. Brother Arnold is the tradition bearer who's really carrying the weight of the song tradition of the Shakers that goes back over 250 years. Their tradition is older than you know, the United States as a country. He learned his songs from Sister Mildred. Sister Mildred was um, an NEA Heritage Fellow in 1983, which I think was only the second year of the Heritage Fellows. She learned her songs from another sister who was 90 years old at the time. Um, and on and on, it just, it goes back. And so Brother Arnold does an incredible job of talking about why it's so important to pass on the, the, the cultural knowledge the, the, the spirituality of the Shakers, the relationship that they feel to God and to the world. And, and they hope in the sharing of these songs that other people will understand their spirituality and also honor the people who have come before them. That every time a song is sung, the people who have come before us are honored. And this is illustrated beautifully in a song in this particular concert that starts with Sister Mildred, that is picked up by Brother Arnold, and then is followed by a young choir called the Radiance Choir. They're out in Seattle. And if you watch the concert, you'll notice that here are these young people uh, standing in a very simple church, but they're reading their music off of iPads, uh, which by the way, Shakers never had a problem with technology. They loved it because it simplified work, which was a way to honor their relationship with God. So you see this transition from human being to, to human being to the future. That's great. So let us hear that clip from the Shaker concert in the Homegrown at Home 2021 concert series. I will walk with my children in holy garments. 
unspotted, unspotted with sin. I will walk with my children in holy garments. Unspotted, unspotted with sin. I will dwell with the holy. I will dwell with the lowly. And they with my spirit and power shall be filled. So once again, we're here doing a rundown of our recent Homegrown at Home concert series, which you can watch at loc.gov slash concerts slash folklife. Thea, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I hope people will watch these concerts and just enjoy them as much as we do when we watch them and love these and just fall in love with these artists. Thanks a bunch, Thea. We mentioned before that we were going to be talking with our Bardis interns, and we have the first of them here with us now. Uh, please welcome Kennedy Johnson. 
Hi, Kennedy. Hi, happy to be here. So before we begin to talk about the concert series, tell us a little about yourself and your internship here at AFC. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am currently, I guess a fifth year, I've been here a long time, fifth year graduate student um, or PhD student at Indiana University um, in ethnomusicology. Um, I've been doing, I guess this is my last week of the internship here. Um, but so far, I've been working on the America 250 project um, and doing a survey of foodways um, that we have in our collections, um, working on that with Alina Magoni. Um, and then the secondary project I've been doing uh, is working on the Homegrown series uh, for Heritage Months. Uh, so I was identifying concerts uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month for this month, I guess. So as an ethnomusicology PhD student and as an intern, you've kind of had this chance to observe our concert series close up and really dig into it. Um, from this season, what was one of the concerts that most intrigued you and why? Yeah, um, so I watched Samite's concert and I really enjoyed that for a few reasons. So I got, or I knew him before watching um, this concert because I reviewed um, his album Resilience. Uh, I think that was in 2018 for uh, the Archives of African American Music and Culture. Um, he's also a flute player, so I already love him. I play the flute. Uh, and so that was where I first heard the song Waterfall. Um, and it was really nice to hear him perform it uh, for this concert series. Um, I'm not that familiar with the, I think it's pronounced the litungu, the instrument that he was playing in that concert. Uh, however, I find it like really beautiful. I liked his storytelling as well. Yeah, Samite is just an amazing artist whom I've known for a long time, and we were really happy to have him in the concert. So let's hear a clip from Samite. The song I'm going to play on the Litungu here is a song called Waterfall. It's the second song I ever wrote. And um, this song helped me when I was a refugee. I would go, I would just play this song and close my eyes, and I'd feel like I was back in Uganda. I remember the lakes, the rivers, the red soil, and the people of Uganda, the warm, beautiful people.
Once again, that was Samite here on the Folklife Today podcast with an excerpt from his Homegrown at Home 2021 concert video. And we've been talking with Kennedy Johnson, one of our interns who's in her last week. Um, Kennedy, we've been glad to have your input, but stick around, okay, because we're going to get back to you. Will do. Yeah, thanks, Kennedy, and uh, stick around for a few minutes. But uh, before we're joined by another guest, John and I are going to tell you about concerts that stood out for us. Of course, we're not entirely objective uh, as we put the series together. So some of these concerts were my idea. And Samite is an example. I've been a fan of his since I co-produced a concert of his approximately 30 years ago in Philadelphia. It makes wow. me feel very old. And the crazy thing actually is that Samite doesn't look any different than he did then. And I've become this grizzled old man in the, in the time in between. So it's very strange. But um, I've also been a friend and admirer of Hubby Jenkins for more than 10 years. And the great old time duo Jody Stecker and Kate Brislin were high on my list. I didn't know them personally, but I've been listening to their recordings for many years. But if I had to pick one that I'm proud and happy we got into the series this year, it's probably Martin Carthy. Uh, Martin has been a member of such groups as Steel Eye Span, The Watersons, Watterson Carthy, Brass Monkey, and many others. He's an English folk singer and guitarist. And he had a long-running duo with Dave Swarbrick, a great fiddler, who occasionally adapted materials from the American Folklife Center archive. Uh, Martin is also a brilliant solo singer and guitarist, and years ago he was awarded an MBE for services to folk music, which is roughly equivalent to our National Heritage Fellowship. So he played a solo set for us. So let's hear a selection from Martin Carthy. Thank you. 
love on the deck did stand inquiring for this wicked man in some little town your true love died and in his grave his body lies oh captain captain can you say so he is down in the hole below if you stand in his defense here is the spirit will take you hence down from the deck then the captain goes brought this young man to face his foes fixed her eye on him so grim it made him tremble in every limb i am the spirit sent for you you deceived me once but i've got you now into the boat they have forced him in all for to protect both ship and men all for to protect both ship and men into the boat they have forced him then the boat sank in a flame of fire the sailors stood all to admire Once again, that was Martin Carthy from his 2021 Homegrown concert. And if you want to know more about the songs and artists in today's podcast, please visit our blog at blogs.loc.gov slash folklife and search for the post associated with the 2021 Homegrown podcast. It'll include fuller information about all the selections and artists. And now I think it's time for your selection, John. Well... It's not easy because there's been so many amazing ones, but one's about to come up that's uh, special to me. Um, it's by a group called Harbinger, and they're a turntable septet. Uh, so seven turntablists working together. Um, it was a group that was brought together by Harry Allen, who kind of serves as the artistic director and coordinator, although there is no leader for this group, it's important to say. Um, I met Harry a uh, year before last uh, when we were the library was launching the Citizen DJ platform, which is an amazing kind of portal into library collections with a built-in drum rack and, and sampling mechanism that allows you to use um, rights-free samples from library audio collections to create hip-hop beats. Um, so Harry was very interested in this, and he and I worked together to make this concert happen where they had one of their turntablists, actually two different turntablists, write compositions using material from Citizen DJ. So they're going to premiere this video on the 28th of September um, on the, the American Folk Art Center's Facebook page. And one of the compositions in particular that I'm really excited about is called Pavor Nocturnus. Um, and so let's hear a clip of that.
Once again, that was Harbinger from their 2021 Homegrown at Home concert video. And now it's time to talk to our other Bardis intern, Camille Acosta. Hi, Camille. Hi, thank you all for having me. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself and your internship at the American Folklife Center? Yeah, so um, I am a 26-year-old Chicana, originally from El Paso, Texas, um, and I have been interested and fascinated with storytelling and performance all my life. Um, I recently just graduated with my MA in Folk Studies from Western Kentucky University um, in May. And yeah, so um, I also just finished up my wonderful AFC internship um, in September as well. Um, And while I was doing this internship, I was involved with two projects, uh, one of which being the America Works podcast. Really fun stuff, uh, working with Nancy Gross and John Gold. And I was also working on a story map compilation of the Juan B. Rial collection uh, that is a part of the Library of Congress and the American Folklife Center. And I was working on that with the wonderful Michelle Stefano. So yeah, a lot of a lot of storytelling and a lot of creative stuff. In addition to all that hard work you've been doing, you've also been enjoying the concert series, I hope. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> what, what was one of the concerts that stood out to you, Camille, and why? Yeah, so one of the concerts that really stood out to me was the wonderful Hubby Jenkins concert with his African-American and Black spiritual music and folk music. What an incredible person. First and foremost, I think you can really see the light that he is um, that shines throughout this concert. Um, Such amazing talent that he has. I mean, he was bringing in a banjo. He was bringing in a guitar, um, an an instrument that I had never heard of before, which were the bones, which were just completely fascinating stuff. But I think what really stood out to me um, with his performance and his musicality was his storytelling mechanisms. And through each spiritual, through each song, um, he would give the audience a little insight on the historical and traditional background uh, of slavery, right, of African-American, the African-American experience, um, all, all of that, all of that difficult stuff that may be really hard to talk about, but really important to talk about. Um, and then, he, you know, he would play a, a beautiful um, heart-wrenching or heartwarming song attached to that. Um, one of my favorite songs that he played was When the Train Comes Along, which uh, was gorgeous. You know, he played that on the guitar, did wonderfully. Even his neighbor jumped in <laughs> and said that he did amazing as well. Um, a beautiful metaphor for, you know, the afterlife and, and crossing on over on over that bridge or on over that train track. Um, but yeah, I would say the, the biggest thing that stood out for me was his connections to culture and traditions and 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 making beautiful music uh, an easy, I guess, more palatable way to to muster those difficult conversations. Uh, Great. Let's hear that clip from Hubby Jenkins. See my mother, and she asked for me, Lord. Gonna meet at the station when the train come along. When the train come along, Lord. When the train come along. When the train come along, Lord. Gonna meet at the station when the train come along. Play a song. Thank you. 
If you see my brother and he asks for, go on to meet him at the when the train comes. When the train comes along, long. When the train comes along, long. Go on to meet him at the station. When the train, keep that train on the rails. <laughs> If you see my father and he asks for, go on to meet him at the station when the train come along. When the train come along, Lord, when the train come along. When the train come along, Lord, go on to meet him at the station when the train come along. Something like that when the train come along. <laughs> Once again, that was Hubby Jenkins here on the Folk Life Today podcast. And I happen to know that Kennedy also was kind of a fan of Hubby Jenkins. So what st- stood out to you, Kennedy, about his concert? Uh, yeah, definitely. I've been a fan of his for a while. Um, fan of the Carolina Chocolate Drops uh in particular. Uh, but yeah, I think similar to Camille, um, I really appreciated um, his ability to discuss slavery, uh, his storytelling. I really loved the Moses Don't Get Lost. Um, I think that was the first song um, that he performed. Yeah, that's a great uh, one too. Yeah, really great one. Um, also, it's just uh, the bones that you mentioned, Camille. Uh, my uh, great grandpa um, plays those, so it like always just oh reminds me. Yeah, it always reminds me of home. Um, and he's from North Carolina, um, which That's I beautiful. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just really enjoy uh, the work that he does in general um, of trying to discuss uh, African American roots in old time music, uh, which is often overlooked or not considered um, in the national discourse. Great, and um, Camille. Uh, was there another concert that you wanted to talk about? Yes, there are actually two uh, that I'm very excited about, this being you know, Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, there are two Latinx Hispanic performers that I'm very excited about, one of which being Mamzelle Ruiz and the other, the band uh, Cambalache. Um, they both are fantastic musical artists. Uh, Mamzelle Ruiz, who was Mexican-born and lives in Montreal, a French-speaking area, of course. Um, but she sings such beautiful, beautiful, spiritual, uh, traditional Mexican folk songs, such as, you know, the infamous La Llorona or La Bruja. Right. She plays instruments as well and is just such a fantastic um, storyteller. And along with that, you know, the band Cambalache, who are, you know, a son jaracho kind of musical uh, uh musicians rather and they do do such amazing work with that um 
folk music um, from Mexico, specifically from Veracruz, Mexico. Um, and they do a lot of wonderful audience interaction and getting people moving and getting people dancing and up and singing, which I just think is so beautiful, you know, kind of bringing that tradition full circle and making sure everybody is a part of the music. So yeah, those are some some of the concerts I'm very excited for. And I think it'll be a great way to ring in uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Great. We're looking forward to those two. They are on September 29th, starting at noon, and you can hear them on the American Folklife Center Facebook page. Um, and I will say that we've had members of Cambalache here before as part of the Son Jarocho Masters concert and other concerts that we've had in the Homegrown series. So they're not strangers to the American Folklife Center and the Homegrown Concert Series. So I think it is time for us to thank our wonderful interns. Thank you, Camille. Thank you, Kennedy. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great having you both as interns and as guests on this podcast. And uh, as we told you before, you never really leave the AFC. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) So we're going to hear a clip from Mamzel Ruiz, who is a Mexican artist who has moved and now lives in Quebec in Canada. And so she sings her songs in Mexican Spanish, but she sometimes translates part of them into Quebec French. And so we're going to hear her sing La Bruja, but you're going to hear her singing in French before you hear her singing in Spanish. So this is Mamzelle Ruiz, but first we're going to have our customary thanks. Thanks to all the guests and all the artists who we played on this episode of the Folklife Today podcast. And thanks to John Gold, our audio engineer, as well as all the staff at the Library of Congress who help us deploy these episodes. And thanks to you, listener. I, um, I hope you are okay in home. And uh, I hope uh, you are safe too, because I ask it to me if you believe in witches. But take care. You can turn your your head and look inside of you. Maybe, maybe inside of you, you have a witch.
Dans les bras d'une très belle dame Dans les bras d'une très belle dame Voler et se laisser tomber Aïe maman M'attrape la sorcière Me montre son antre Mais et son charme M'invite à danser M'attrape la sorcière Et l'ourse ma main Gagne ma has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.